Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today, my guest is a longtime Street Focus listener who lives in London. And after going through some tough times and losing his job, he found some great comfort in photography. And with uh, passion and determination, his hobby is now slowly turning into something more than just a hobby. I introduce you to Jimmy Lee, whom I invited to share his story on the show. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? Hi, Valerie. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Pretty good. So I'm uh, I'm excited to hear the story because I've I've known you now for quite a while on social media, yeah. and you've shared some of of your story with me. Um, and um, so yes, tell us a little bit what happened um, uh, that well, made you that you know you turned into photography after losing your job, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I've, it was sort of um, I took it up as a as a hobby really um before i lost my job okay and then um i had a what it was i had to have an operation on one of my knees and i knew i was going to be sitting around for quite a while so i thought right i've always been interested in photography so um i've got myself a camera and and i had six weeks of basically sitting around so i um, decided to put the manual on my lap put youtube on etc you know and just learn the basics of the camera okay um and then I finally, I was still working at the time, then I finally got out, thought I'll go out, started like, just taking an interest in shooting people. Um, it just sort of grabbed me more than anything else. I tried like the nature stuff and things like that, um, which like, I still do a little bit of, but um, it was mainly like I didn't even know street photography was a real thing. I didn't, I'd never really heard of it as such, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but then, so and then I started looking more into it and documentary style. Obviously, come across your podcast, uh, which I used to listen to like religiously on the way home from work every Thursday. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so so, so fun yeah, to hear. Yeah, it's just it was because I didn't really know what was involved and mm-hmm. like legal, legalities and everything else. And then after obviously finding just searching for podcasts and yours come up, and also the um, the candy frame. And I used to listen to both, like, alternately. And um, so I started to get a more of a feel for it What and and getting, like, um, finding other, like, authors of street photography books and things like that and expanding, like, what it's about. And that's just took off, really. I can't keep, can't get away from it now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just, uh, you're in the outskirts of London? And- yeah, it's like East London, just... Okay. East London, Essex, border. So I'm quite lucky that I've got a city one side, and then if I go 20 minutes the other way, I've got some countryside and stuff. So that's right. Yeah, but uh, so you're in a, a big city. I mean, London is a is a great place to do street photography. Um, do you do you ever shoot in your neighborhood, or do you feel like you're more <laughs> drawn to going, you know, where people don't know you and you're more invisible? Um, yeah, that's. A, <laughs> I've got to pluck up the courage to shoot in my neighborhood is um it can be a it's, it's not a bad area but it can be at times you know so well, i think because i shoot with a dslr at the moment okay. just obviously because i'm out of work and like obviously funds are a bit tight i, I, I was going to go like the fuji route if as when i was in work that's what i was looking to uh-huh. but um obviously that sort of stopped now and finances have stopped so i'll just shoot with what i've got at the moment exactly but, yeah but um in my area I don't really want to be walking around with a DSLR just because the people are very suspicious as well. Yeah. Um, I've tried it sort of once and 
got confronted like the first time. Oh, <laughs> really? The, front, the first time? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, the very, and, and that was like just down a road from where I live. Um, just some lady was, there was a tunnel there, like quite a good tunnel. And um, I thought that'd be good. I've got a shot actually on my website from there. And um, the lady was coming through. So I, I, she sort of matched the colours and I tried to get a shot and then she just went ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get out of that one? Uh, I was just saying, look, just come walk through. And she's going, no, no, I'm not coming. Why are you taking my photo and all this? But it's easier up to see because there's a lot more people. No, you never see anyone where I live with a camera. Okay. So it's, it's like you stand out really, really a lot, like, you know, and people, like I say, they're suspicious. They want to know why he's taking photo away. And they don't really understand the concepts of yeah. the street photography a lot. So, yeah, it's a bit difficult. But I, I, it's not far from me. It's 20, 30 minutes on a train. And uh-huh. uh, I can be in like, the heart of London, you know, so. Yeah, it's not so bad. What's your favorite place to shoot in London? Um, it varies, really. Um, there's some, like Brick Lane, obviously, Shoreditch, yes. that's where people go around there. The South Bank, like, literally walk from, like, Tower Hill all the way up the South Bank, like, Waterloo, all around there. There's a tunnel in Waterloo called um, Leak Street, which is like, yeah, people can legally spray in graffiti in there. Oh. And so you can go in there. It's, it's always changing, obviously, because it's like a blank canvas for them. They can keep doing stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good to pop down there. And then there's a skate park near there. And so you've got quite a variety. It's not just like if you go to like Covent Garden, places like that, it's a bit too touristy. And yeah. that's the thing, like, you know. So, but sure. I prefer the old, try and get some of the old London as well because mm-hmm. it's disappearing. It's, it's just getting built up so much now. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, all the old streets are disappearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there. I um, I I'm due to come back to London. It's been a long time now, uh, but I really enjoy it, and I I really love the mix of architecture. I mean, it's there's it's so modern compared to Paris. Obviously, I mean, right, London yeah. is is has been uh, largely destroyed. Uh, was largely destroyed in World War Two, but uh, so you have all those. There's really a mix, which in Paris you don't have. It's mostly you know right. the, the 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 glass. High, you know, buildings and the modern buildings are La Défense, which is completely separate from from Paris itself. So, uh, so we don't have that mix of glass and right, and okay. older architecture like you do in London, which um, is yeah. I find really cool. So, um, so um, so tell me a little bit then what what happened that uh, you lost your job? Um, it's just a few. I was uh, in construction for thirty years. Um, First sort of 10 years or I was I was a bricklayer and then uh, something things happened and I ended up being a machine driver like you know the big mm-hmm. telescopic forklift things um, and just wear and tear really over the years driving one of those for 20 years it's affected my neck I've got problems with I've had like one knee operation and the other one's sort of not great and but everyone's got their cross to bear as they mm-hmm. say yeah. yeah but it's just I went to my company and asked for like a job with lighter duties and um, basically they said. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, and um, they just said you can't do your job, so we, uh, we have to get rid of you. So that's what they've done. Wow! <laughs> After 20 years, yeah. uh, I won't. I won't mention them. <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love good. to, but I won't. <laughs> Now that that's really tough, you know. Then you find yourself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, feeling bad because you're not feeling well uh, physically, and then without a job, and uh, so so when did photography then? Did you turn to photography right away as an escape, or did that? Yeah, did you really. go through a period where you like you didn't feel like doing anything? Um, yeah, it's like the first couple of weeks I was sort of all right. I was thought, right, 
it's, I've been in a, quite a lot of pain doing the job anyway for mm-hmm. a few years, like a couple of years. So I just thought, well, you know, like perhaps it's a blessing, like, you know, it's, put, it's forced me out. When I wouldn't have left, I was just taking painkillers every day just to try and get through it. Um, so at first I thought, yeah, that's all right. So I carried on normally as I would. And then obviously as time goes on a bit, you start thinking about finances and what you're going to do because that's all you've ever done. And yeah. you start looking at jobs and then every job you look at, you get halfway down and you say, oh, it's physically demanding or it's this or it's that. So you think, I can't do that. So, um, yeah, I basically hid behind my camera <laughs> and used it as an escape and just mm-hmm. it, and like you know only too well, if you go out and you get, as you say, in the zone with the camera, nothing seems to matter. You don't think about anything else. Uh, you just think about you, you're visualising what's happening next. The people who are moving, or what you know, you just got your mind in the game, sort of thing. So it was a really nice escape. Um, and then I started. Someone mentioned to me about volunteering and that, but I'd already listened to the. Do something for nothing podcast. What you've done? Yes, and um, we'll remind. We'll put the link on the show notes in case some of the listeners uh, who listen to this episode haven't listened to the "Do Something for Nothing." So, um, do you want to say in a few words what the episode was all about and how it touched you? Yeah, I'll, unfortunately, can't remember the guy's name, but it was um, Joshua. Was to, yeah, yes, I was listening to it on the way home for like I think it was from work or, or wherever. And and he was just talking about cutting like homeless people's hair, mm-hmm. and he, he got in touch with you, obviously, and because uh, he needed a photographer in Paris, and you put him onto someone else because you was busy at the time. And then I listened to that, and I, I probably listened to it about three or four times, uh-huh. um, just because it, it it was just nice to be able to do something that you really enjoy, but help other people at the same time. I know it sounds a bit cliche and everything, but. It, it just really like resonated with me, and I just thought yeah, this is something that I'd like to do. If I ever had a chance with the camera, I'd like to make use of it and enjoy it at the same time, like you know. So yeah, it really it owned with me that you can actually do have a job that you enjoy because <laughs> I didn't really enjoy my job for a few years. So yeah. it was like you can actually get benefit out of doing something you love to do so uh-huh. and benefit other people so and it was a good episode as well it was like amazing and yeah and the photos were amazing and yeah so, uh, yeah yeah the, the whole idea of doing something for nothing i mean it's so gratifying it makes you feel good yeah def- yeah it's and like, at the time i wasn't feeling great about things anyway mm-hmm. so it, it's just sort of um it, it you you, you're in a bad situation, sort of thing. I felt, and, and like, but you can help by helping someone else, and it does make you feel better. So, yeah. like, it was getting me out of that sort of rut as well, right? You know, that, that's so, awesome. But, and then you found, and then I suppose too, when you're about, you're out and about, you know, uh, helping other people, then you felt like, okay, my situation could be a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just I've always been um, like. When like the people say about shooting homeless people and things like this, I've, from the beginning I'd made a point of if I ever was going to get photos of homeless, I'd sit down with them yes. first maybe and and chat or just chat with them. I've I've done it loads of times and never took a photo now. Like I just sit down and have a chat and you got to know people's story and that mm-hmm. before you, you come to conclusions. There's a lot of people out there trying to con money out of people. Yeah. But there's also a lot of genuine people who get tarred with the same brush. So you can't judge anyone unless you actually sit down. And have a conversation with them. Judge for yourself, like you know. Um, I know. I've, I, so. I do that. I do that too. And I'm always amazed, you know, how people. I mean, you teachers, you know, um, that 
are homeless, you know, on the streets and, and you hear the, you know, their story and how they, they went from, you know, living their, you know, their passion and, and then some, somehow they fell through the cracks or something. It's yeah, just, uh, yeah. it, it is really, uh, wow. Yeah. When you, and I, and I totally agree. I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't take pictures of homeless people just because they're there. And, and that's, so that's usually what I teach too. I mean, people do what they want, but I feel like, okay, just because they're there and they're in a vulnerable situation and not moving and they're easy to photograph should not be the reason why you need, you should photograph them. But if you take the time to, to talk with them and then tell their story through your images, I think that's wonderful. I mean, that's, that's helping them. That's raising awareness and so forth. So I think I, I really like your approach. So uh, do you have any stories that, you know, people that st really stories that stayed with you that, uh, um, yeah, there's one guy, um, I've been seeing him for a while. I took him some stuff down at Christmas, but, um, last year I got, I spoke to a guy. It was outside Tower Hill tube station, right in London. And I come out and he, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for dogs, like, you know, I love mm -hmm. dogs. So um, he had a dog with him and that. So I started talking to him, sat down with him, had a bit of a chat with him and stuff. Um, then like, helped him out a little bit. And there's a stall there that sells food and stuff. And like, I said, like, do you want anything? And he, he didn't want nothing. And he just said, I'll oh, just get me a can of drink and just get the dog some sausages or something, you know. So as we've done, we had a chat for about 10, 15 minutes. And then I said, is it all right if I take your photo? I just as a memory sort of thing. Um, he was fine with it. And then I went back there. I come across him about two or three months later. And same place, I sat down and chat with him. And then as the story unfolds, he was basically done my job, but up north. Um, he was a forklift driver. He, he stopped and looked after his mum because his mum was terminally ill or something. When she passed away, the, they lost the ass, and that mm. was it. He was on the streets. So, wow. And then when I look at it, I think, well, if I hadn't got my family and stuff, and I had a job, I was a forklift driver, I lost my job. It, it's sort of like, it, it was too close to home, really, you know what I mean? And I was thinking, but I've been down there, and the, the guy on the stall, I, um, what I do is I leave something with him sometimes, and then he just passes it on, because he's not there all the time. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so, and then, like, in the winter, and now me and my wife went out and just got some clothes and some bits and pieces, sleeping bag, and just left it. Oh, that's man. nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's just the sort of thing. I don't really like, well, I'm broadcasting it now, but I don't say too much about it. But it's just, I'll do it quite a bit. Just walk past someone, get my hot chocolate or something, have a bit of a chat, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just it's just a bit of human. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes it's just that human contact, you know, because they feel so isolated. Yeah, definitely. And people just, well, I've got one, I've got about three shots, I think, of homeless people. And, and I'll try not to get their faces in and stuff. And there's one guy who's walking across, everyone's walking to work and people got their umbrellas up with their heads down. And then it's just a guy sitting there with a cup in the rain. Mm -hmm. Just, and I did actually go back after and then sit with him for a little while. Like, you know, mm -hmm. he was like an Eastern European guy and he's probably come over here thinking everything's going to be great. Yeah. Everyone's telling him he's going to earn loads of money and it's not like that, you know. So, and he was so grateful. Just give him like, I don't know, like three pounds worth of like a hot chocolate and a cake or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the looking in his eyes, he's just he's just really grateful for it. It's, it's not a lot, is it? No, <laughs> you know? that's right. So, wow. Yeah, it's just nice, I think, to do. And then that sort of spurred me on listening to that guy's story. And, and then like I thought I tried yeah. to get him a bit of help and that sort of didn't work out. And yeah. just little little things, you know, and it's, it just it's progressed from there, like with the volunteering and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that that's great. So now, what are you doing? What are you hoping to do with your photography? What um, 
obviously you'd love to pursue it to make some money, you know, not just yeah. doing something for nothing. I mean, that's always nice to do on the <laughs> side, but you're yeah. still going to have to, to make a living. Uh, so what, what's, uh, what, what are the steps you're taking towards um, that? Well, I mean, like I say, I've done the volunteering mm -hmm. um, and that's sort of like, because you're out of work, you don't realize what's going in, like on in your own borough and stuff. Um, so that's expanded like my network of people, like, yeah. and they've been so good. Like, I, I can't mention everyone because it'd be like an Oscar speech. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they have been so like one person's led to another person, and they've yeah. been so welcoming. I've met other photographers in the area and stuff. Um, I actually shot one of the local events um, for like it's a it's called Creative Barking and Dagenham. It's like a group of people, and then you, you volunteer for them, and they help you out sort of in different respects like you get experience sit on meetings and things like that which is all new to me you know so yeah. it's all, all like work experience really um I'd like, if i do anything i'd like to do it in a like a candid style if it's events anything like that yeah. uh, if i end up doing that sort of thing even weddings maybe which i don't really know whether i will do weddings but <laughs> yeah it's, it's a lot different to everything else weddings i know you had kevin uh mullins on and stuff mm -hmm. i've listened to that um podcast and um yeah I've, i've it's quite daunting i think to do weddings but you never know i'll never say never uh, if i could do like a second shooter sort of thing for a little while or something um get, get into that um yeah just events um I've, i've been offered i've got a meeting this afternoon actually um about exhibiting some work locally oh nice um, yeah. yeah so um yeah that's all new because oh, when i i sent you an email about i was saying because you've just done yours haven't you and um like you said exhibition and stuff and i'm i really don't know where to start so yeah <laughs> yeah it's quite it's quite daunting as well so yeah but, no that's good and it's all about networking and uh And getting your name out there because people are watching. You have a keen eye for street photography. I mean, you are a storyteller. So you can certainly apply that in many other aspects of photography. And, and as you said, you know, to, to photograph events, um, you'd be a great fit. So yeah, it's just about networking and showing your work. And meeting the right people. Um, so so far, so you have a website now, and so you're really doing all the right steps. Showing your work is it your street photography work, or is it um, is it a, a special a, a theme or a project that you worked on that they're um, going there's, to? It's, it's a, um, there's there's two. I've had two offers in two different places. Um, I have, I had a friend, an old school friend. I went to like we've known each other since we was about four. And we just sort of like talk now and again. And she runs a home for dementia patients and um, like older people. And I've been there a couple of times to shoot stuff. Um, that's that's on my website. So that's sort of like a project. And um, we organise getting some prints done so she can put around a home and stuff for the uh, obviously the relatives to come in and see. And stuff. so so that's a good thing. That's got myself into like what it'd be like to do that sort of thing, like documentary style, um, and like shooting like it's all black and white, which I think like where it's older people as well. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a good thing, like the black and white, because then like they they are. Um, aware of things like if I show them the picture on the back of the camera, and so they they can see it, and you know there's all different levels of the dementia, and so um, 
yeah, they're quite interested in it, some of them. The black and white as well. They're so used to seeing things in black and white from their age. That's all it used to be. So um, I That's think right. they can relate relate to it quite well. Um, so, yeah, I did dementia. Um, I wouldn't say it's a project. It was more of like helping each other out, really. Mm-hmm. I was getting her some photos and, like, she was got me access and we could do the words together. And it was really, like, it, it's just because I went there, they have... Um, like uh, event days and things like that. So I had like a lady come in and sing and stuff. And it's amazing that like with the, the, the which I didn't realise with the side of the dementia is like they put on a song and they all know the words and they all sing the words to it and like mm-hmm. one of the old songs or something. And I was like, I never know. So it's made me look into that more. Like actually that what is dementia, what, what's it affect and things like that. So yeah, it's just opened up a load of doors in that respect as well. Like, you know, and pro- project wise, it's given me a load of ideas. I want to do stuff that projects that mean things and like sort of make people aware of certain things that they might not be because it's done it same it's what it's done to me so mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's made me really aware of certain um, things around my area that are going on it opens your eyes to a lot of things so uh, yeah so like documentary stuff I've got on my site um, I've got quite a wide variety few events you know it's like a very I've kept it. Not some, not a lot of photos on here, really, to what I have got. Just because I think you, you've people get if you're scrolling through photos online every day, you just don't seem to stop and look. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, it's like when you've got them in a book or something, you, you you'll sit and you go back and you freak back. But when it's on, like so used to on Instagram, just stro- scrolling through a thousand photos. I know, you know, and, yeah. yeah, and so I think it's best to have less on your website uh-huh. and just like some of your decent, what you think are your best ones, and then people can see what, what sort of way you're coming from and, and what you like to shoot. And, that, that's so true. If, if I do, yeah, if I do events and stuff in the future, I'd like to people to hire me for what I shoot mm-hmm. because you've got, you've got to have a passion for doing the event and doing it the way you want to do it. It's like the Kevin Mullins, like we were saying, with the weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, he shoots it in the style he wants. So like, I think you've got to do it, otherwise it, it shows that you're not very passionate about it. That's right, so. yeah. I mean, it's so – passion is the biggest success driver, really. Um, you know, if you have the passion, you passion is more powerful than the appeal of money, actually. And, uh, yeah. and that's what you need to keep. And it's so important to keep – you know, no matter how successful – you know, one becomes, I think, if you lose that passion, you have nothing. And, no, um, exactly. and it doesn't matter if you make money at it, you know, if the passion isn't there, when you're in a creative field like photography, uh, that is so important. That's when you, you'll do your best work. If the passion is gone, um, it'll, it'll be a struggle. So, um, so tell me a little bit about those exhibits. I, I know you had uh, mentioned to me that you were a little worried about the cost involved. And yeah. I had given you some tips, like, you know, maybe contact a local printer or somebody who can help you out, maybe sponsor um, or do a, a trade of some kind. How is that? Have you, have you searched some possibilities? Yeah, I've got a few things locally in mind. Um, obviously, because it will be based, it'd be a, like a local exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, so I've got... Um, this evening, actually, I've got to go and see someone who's who's basically helping me out and like got me the contacts and stuff. So I'll be speaking to her later, and then hopefully that um, she's got some news for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's, I mean, she she approached me really. Um, I've met her once or twice, and um, 
she'd seen she she's worked in arts for years and years and done loads of different things and um she said oh like you've got a really good eye for a, a photo and like, I, like, I really like your work and everything would you be interested in exhibiting it in this place which i can't really say yet because mm-hmm. it's all confirmed but I've jumped at a chance and um, because you've got to, it's just, it, if I hadn't jumped at all the chances in the last 18 months or where, or the last six months, then I wouldn't be where I am now. So. Yeah, you'd still be sitting at home and, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get like that, you know. It's, it's um, You have to force yourself out sometimes. Sometimes I don't feel like that. Like if you're in a bit of pain and stuff, you know, and uh, you just have to know your limits a bit. And, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you have to make things happen. Things don't happen by themselves. People always say, oh, are you so lucky, this and that. It's like, no, you know what? Luck had nothing to do with it. I'm where I'm at because I made it happen. And um, and a lot of people miss that. <laughs> you know, you can't, yeah. uh, you have to make, you know, you have to push luck. Uh, you yeah. have to take risks and uh, you have to be determined. And, and look at you, your determination is paying off. You, every day, new things, new opportunities are opening. And, uh, and I, that thing's, that's so wonderful that not only you found, you know, comfort in photography to, to get you through some, some difficult times, but now you're turning the, the, a, a negative into a positive where, you know, okay, you, you lost your job and the, the security of it, but now you you found a new a new career path and uh and it's never too late and uh and now it's full speed into that and uh hope that yeah who knows maybe that will be that's going to be what you, <laughs> that will be your job now is just uh being an event photographer and and it's really important to be open to a lot of other things too obviously try a lot of different things maybe you'll find that something else will will you know stick more than even events Yeah, um, yeah, I've got a few, like a, a friend I've done a, a favor and she's doing these hairpiece things. So I shot a few of those for her, like product stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of courses. Some guy who does courses, it's like um, shameless plug, uh, Photo Ion um, photography courses in London. He's actually been really helpful to me and he took me on a model shoot for free. Nice. Um, he was shooting a model and he said, look, I like your work. Um Like, awesome. I've not worked with anyone for like 15 years or something. He said, but I'd like, I'd like to sort of do a mentor you a little bit and give you a bit of advice and stuff. So I've been with him um, to uh, shooting a young girl, uh, up and coming model. And that was like a location shoot with lights and stuff. And yeah, so it's people, I can't believe how people have been like, you know, it's because uh, I was stuck in like the builder's bubble for 30 years. Yeah. Um, and that's all I ever done really, you know, and like, since I left school, since I was like 15. And so like this is a whole new world to me, but people have been like genuinely like generous and really nice to me. Yeah, Isn't so. that comforting though? I mean, yeah, people are good. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You so you read, you stay on the internet too long, and you think everyone's bad. I know, you know that's the thing. So much rubbish, and it, it gets into your head that no one else, and and you don't, you try not to feel sorry for yourself. But like some days, you just think, oh, like I'm doing this, I've done this all my life, and I'm never going to get like 30 years of done this, and now I'm treated like this. And but it is like it's it's not easy. I'm not going to say like people are listening and they're in the same situation. It's not easy. I, I know where you, how you feel when you, you get down days and all that, you know, that's, that's like everyone does. But when you're not working at it, then down days can seem a lot worse. Mm-hmm. But if you've got something to 
focus on art. Yeah. Like if photography, or, or no matter what it is, if you're if you're a painter or if you like music or whatever, then like look into progressing it further and, and taking it a little bit further, or just say like volunteering. If you if you like if you play the piano, go and find an old people's home that's got a piano and go and do a few sessions there for them for nothing or something. You know, that's right. Yeah. All the and and the satisf- that again, it's all about you know helping others and. And and at the same time, the it's so gratifying, and it just makes your day. I mean, it's like when you do a, a street portrait. You know, the person is flattered and happy, and you leave happy as well because it makes you feel good to do something nice for someone. And yeah, uh, and I think that should you know everyone should do that at some level. You know, it doesn't take much to help out someone in need, um, and it doesn't have to be every day. But you know, just. Uh, reach out and help i think yeah, uh, it definitely. just yeah it makes you feel it good. makes so, you feel yeah it makes you feel it, like you could do it for selfish reasons if you're having a damn day you want to feel better go and help someone else that's so true <laughs> and, and, yeah and, and it just it, it might be you thinking oh, i'm only doing it to make myself feel better well, if you are you are but you're still making someone else's day as well mm-hmm. so um yeah i've turned like a few street ports right so i only started really like getting out of my comfort zone a bit at a time mm-hmm. um but i've done a few like I mean, in one day, I met like uh, a guy who was like a war hero. <laughs> it was just I was talking to him about something. And I went, "I'm going to take you further." Then, like, I went about another hour and met someone who's like um, recovering drug addict, and like he'd found God and all that. And then, about an half hour, half hour later, I met a girl who was like a boudoir mod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was like in the space of two hours. Hey, you can't get no more diverse than that. But yeah. I do send them. I give them a card. Like, now I've got cards printed and yeah. I've, I've sent quite a few photos like all around like Europe basically of people mm-hmm. who've been here on holiday in London or something and I've seen them and they're a bit interesting I took their photos a card and then like I'll send them a, a, a file like of a JPEG and you know so they can use it and yeah. it's, it's a nice feeling like you know oh it, it definitely is so so what's uh, what's next for you what where uh, do you see right. you where do you see yourself in six months or in a year hopefully working <laughs> <laughs> some money um that's the issue at the moment um it sort of comes hand in hand doesn't it a lot of time so like you need like say business cards or you need to do this and that's why we were saying about the um exhibition you might be able to get some sponsorship with it or some help with it or yeah. something locally um you know the worst thing that can happen is a no so it's always worth well, trying yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you've got to try yeah i'm quite I've, like i say i was a builder for 30 years i have can sort of get deals <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll, try, we'll try that um yeah i just want to i still obviously want to do projects in it and street photography and everything but like you said there's the, the money side of things um so like events local events i'd like to try and keep a lot of it local if i can mm-hmm. um and like the projects local as well because like it's so diverse in this area where i live but, um a lot of people live behind closed doors and that but they've all a lot of them have got things in common I don't even realise. So I think to do, try and bring them together that way, um, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I think um, events, maybe exhibiting some work, selling, uh, being able to sell a bit of work. Um, I've been asked to do some food photography and stuff for a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, Somewhere I used to work with, um, used to go to school with. Um, yeah, so little, little things have started trickling in. Like you say, you've got to get yourself out there. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, fake it till you make it. Uh, <laughs> that's how I, when I was a commercial photographer, I never turned on anything. You know, people like, when, actually, I, I did a lot of food photography for many years. But the first client 
was a big client and um and they asked me could, could you come and do our our um summer menu and <laughs> i said yep never done it before i remember <laughs> that was a long time ago i was working what i had uh uh, I had the f nifty 50, the 50 million. I, I wasn't going to buy gear. That's the thing. The yeah. key is not to buy gear until your clients are paying for the gear. And uh, <laughs> use what you have. I mean, I had a really basic DSLR. Um, well, actually, when I started, it was still film. And then a, a cheap $100 lens. And I had never done it. I, I practiced. I read up as much as I could. And and, we, and and then we didn't have all those tutorials, you know, to watch. So it was no, like really sure, reading and books and then practicing <laughs> on your, in your own kitchen. And <laughs> then I went on the job and I had the, you know, I worked actually on location uh, in the restaurant. Uh, and the, and food photography is about the hardest thing you're going to do. It, you have to move yeah. so fast because food doesn't look good for very long. And I worked with um, natural window light and reflectors. And I did that for quite a few years had some really oh, big really? clients so yeah. you know you just have to what's the worst thing that could have happened i failed and then i don't charge the client and i never do it again i do something else yeah. that you know Thanks. that's that's the thing just just go for it because you, you never know and for me that was a success story because that's something that i did for quite a few years and uh you have to try that's when you'll find your thing yeah definitely and and people like i say there's people been good to me there's a a local photographer who I met through the um, volunteering and the creative barking thing uh, called Site. And she had a job come up uh, that she couldn't do at the time. And she offered it to me. It was like um, kids dance school thing, rehearsal mm -hmm. and all that. And that was challenging, you know. Yeah. I've got like the, the D7100, but okay. I've got um, just the, the 50 and the 35 I had, which is like a crop sensor in it. So mm -hmm. it's the same sensor as uh, Fuji, isn't it? It's 1.5. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I only had that. And the light and everything, and then like the, the area I had to shoot was all right. And then as the kids would come off the stage, they were filling up the seats, so I couldn't have nowhere to move. And so, it, but it's a massive learning curve. And oh yeah, yeah. Like, it went okay, and the photos were all right. And like you say, if you don't try, you don't know. And if it, if it goes wrong, he's, that's not for me. I'll I'll go in a different yeah. area. Like, nobody you know? nobody got hurt. <laughs> no, exactly. <yeah. laughs> that's so true. That's no, all good experience. You don't know? you find that your street photography because. I feel like street photographers could probably do pretty much anything else because we have so many challenges on the street. We control so little. We have to think so quickly. I think that prepares you for pretty much anything that a commercial client could potentially throw at you. Um, you, you develop um, definitely quick reflexes on the streets. Yeah, and your eye, like, if I don't go out, like, at the moment I don't get a lot of time, funny enough, was I work, but I don't know it sounds silly, but it's just other things I'm getting involved in, like meetings and things to do with like events that are happening in the borough. And so um, that takes a bit of your time, like this exhibition and all that. So actually going purposely up city to shoot yeah. is, is has, has tailed off a little bit at the moment. But I went to the, um, it was the Brexit March thing, um, Euro on in yeah. London um, Saturday. And I went down there and I was just rusty as anything. It was just like I was missing so many shots. And, yeah. You know, and it's just uh, towards the end of it, 
I was seeing a lot more things, and I got like two or three half decent shots at the end that I thought were okay. But at the beginning, I was all like fingers and thumbs again, like you know. So you, some, it's like if you someone said to me, if you want to learn the guitar or whatever, you practice every day. It's, yeah. It's the same with the photography. Even if you just like I've listened to your stuff, and you even if you're just shooting light in your house, you see it every day. But mm-hmm. through the blinds or, or whatever, and, and I've obviously got the dog. I can chase him around with. It. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually hides when he hears the, the beep now, and then the shutter goes oh, off. Oh really? Oh, you need a stealth camera now. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I think like it does hold me back as well. I for street stuff, it holds me. The DSLR, I think, just uh, yeah. yeah well. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, uh, I think, because you know there is something else out there. I mean, I, I was shooting with a Canon DSLR for so long. I shot street with the DSLR longer than I shot with mirrorless. And, and it, nothing really stopped me back then. You just adapt. And But for sure, yeah, having a smaller, more silent camera will yeah. definitely uh, get you some shots that would be very difficult with a noisier, bigger camera. But you know what? It Whatever, the, the best camera is the one you have with you. And right yeah, now, exactly. this one works. And it's yeah, pretty... Yeah, it's pretty... Versatile because you can use it for everything, really. That's so. the thing as well, where the money's tight on that. It's yeah. like this is what I need. Like this camera at this moment in time. This yep. is the street the stuff will have to be more of a hobby. Yeah. You know? And and then like later on if money starts coming in and I can look at getting something specifically for my street. But yep. I've done all right so far with it. Like it's just it's a bit more confrontational sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like everyone thinks you're like like the lady I was saying earlier in the tunnel and that see, if it was just like a Fuji, she probably wouldn't have really took a lot of notice. But as soon as they see that they just think paparazzi. You know? <laughs> that's right, that's right. Especially well, that's- in London and that, you know, and the yeah. way things are and like all the cities are sort of a bit nervous and that at the moment and yeah. Yeah, so uh, people look at it in a different light and if someone just pulls up like a Rico or a Fuji or something, you know. Yeah. But, that's um, true. Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad you uh, you accepted to come on the show and share share your story because it's an inspiration. I think a lot of people will uh, will find uh, a nugget of uh, of wisdom and inspiration in this conversation. <laughs> so, where can people go see more of your work or or contact you if they have an event uh, to to <laughs> yeah. shoot or um, any other anything else that they'd like to reach you for. So you have a website now. Yeah, yeah, I've got a website. It's uh, www.j-leephotography.com. Okay, and that's Lee L E E. Yeah, and uh, really to see a lot of my work is Instagram is probably best, um, which is streets underscore a underscore head. Street ahead. That's right. Yeah, it's streets ahead. So um, yeah, because I post, I probably put one a day on Instagram. Um, but like I said, the website, I'm trying to sort of limit it to like I don't want to blind people with loads of images and you get it all mixed up and you can't really concentrate on what you're looking at. So that's right. Yeah, sure. Show your best work. I'll rotate a bit as well. Like you know, on there, I'll take a few. I'll put a few back on and, and things like that. And then if I get any more projects, so I've got one on there, the, the volunteering project. We, they took some old ladies to the Savoy. Mm-hmm. And um, I went along and sort of documented that their day out. And uh, they was lucky enough when they was there, there were some Chelsea pensioners in there as well. So, um, yeah, so it's things like that. I'll, anything I'll do, like, um, event-wise like that, I'll, I'll put 
put on there, you know. But uh, the street stuff, I'll just rotate it a bit and just refresh it a little bit now and again. <laughs> yeah, and you've been, uh, you, your work was published. You, you've entered some contests and such and, and such too. So you're quite active uh, on yeah. social media. I mean, I see yeah, your I name was all in the, the time. actual book with you as well. Um, yes, the Mon- Mono Picks book. Yeah, so I had a couple of pages in there, which was a privilege. <laughs> yes, it's nice to yeah. see you work in a book, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yes, I bought two copies. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's well, nice. I was saying, no, it's nice to have it in a print, isn't it? And like have it in your hand and be able to look at it properly, you know? Yeah, that that's that's so true, and it's just uh, it's. You know, it's, it's a little ego boost that the artist needs once in a while. You know, to show Definitely. to show their work in in print or on 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 the wall somewhere. So I wish you all the best, Jimmy, and we'll definitely be in touch. Um, best of luck. Um, Thank you very although much. we all know luck doesn't have anything to do with it, but I know you're working hard <laughs> no, at this. It does sometimes. You get a little bit sometimes. Yeah, it <laughs> helps. It, it helps. Yeah. You know, but you have to put you in the right situation for luck to play its part too. So. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. you're doing the right thing and uh, with passion and determination. I really, really admire that. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you. It's been great. And thanks for the podcast because oh. they've been inspirational. So That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show. And please share on social media. That's really the best thing you can do to help us out and get the word out there. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets.